Welcome in, one and all, on a Monday edition, 38-20. Packers get the knockoff. Beat the Bears. The Bears. The Bears go down. Beat the Bears. And uh, I got to tell you, I uh, being in that city for a couple of days, took a lot of pleasure in that. Between the Bears and the Cubs fans, took a lot of pleasure in that. Really did. Good to see Jordan Love get off on the right foot. Uh, good to see a lot of Packers fans, by the way. We had uh, a couple of them from home in Wisconsin that came by to the postgame show. I saw Susie and, and God, I think his name was Chuck. And I, I, I apologize, Susie, uh, your husband's name. But uh, they stopped by over at uh, the Sheridan Grand after the fact. And uh, we had Trent. Uh, Trent, by the way, is from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Used to listen to us all the time on WHBL, but now listens on the Zone app, which is awesome. Trent from Sheboygan. He was there with his kids, and uh, they came over and said hi to us. As a matter of fact, when we were at Elkhart Lake at Road America, uh, they came over and said hi when we had the uh, the, the RV set up. So uh, they were down there. They they were enjoying the the victory. A lot of Packers fans in the Sheridan Grand River walk by the way, and I want, do want to say thanks again. Uh, one of the things that I do love about the city of Chicago, there's two things specifically. One is my guy Ryan and the group over at the, the House of Blues uh, I love going to the House of Blues. Whenever I get to, to a good concert, that's like I love to go there. And then the Sheridan Grand Riverwalk, which is just spectacular. It's a great hotel. Um, every year, it's the same. It's I love Michael out front. The minute you pull up and and the Irish brogue, and he comes over and greets you and says hello and remembers your name and the staff and management down there at the Sheridan Grand Riverwalk. And if you by chance are going to head down to Chicago for the uh for the holiday season and do a little shopping that that's where you want to go stay just enjoy the night sit at the shy bar we we ate at shula's shula's steakhouse is inside the sheridan grand river walk we had a great time great time um 877-867-1670 if you want to hit us up and uh, get your voice to be heard by all means give us a shot we would love to hear from you 877-867-1670 uh got a lot to get to in this particular hour coming up here in about 15 minutes we're going to be talking with Mike Clemens. He's going to break down what he saw yesterday and also some of the commentary coming out of uh, inside the locker room. So we got all that to get into as well. Uh, Maxie. Maxie says, uh, hey, guys, uh, are we overlooking something? Joe Barry actually called a somewhat aggressive game plan. Do you think that's because he's finally listening to his players? Uh, also, he said, I agree with you, Matt LaFleur, called a creative game yesterday as well. Going to the Joe Barry thing, I – I, it's probably a combination. They started playing better towards the end of the season last year. They were playing aggressive. They were playing some man. They were just kind of getting after it. Okay. I don't know if you saw the video. If you haven't seen it already, go to the Facebook fan page or follow me over on Twitter uh, or on Instagram. I posted it everywhere. But yesterday in pregame warmup, I showed the offense going against the, de- against the defense. And then the defense, they huddle up, they take like three steps back, and then they all act like they're shooting a basketball. And it's like these rituals that they have. Now, you may go, oh, big deal. It, there's a camaraderie there, defensively speaking. It's like everybody's got everybody's back. It's really kind of cool. Go see it if you haven't already. It's over on Facebook. It's on uh, Twitter. You'd have to search for it a little bit. It's on my Instagram page. All of them, uh, Facebook and Instagram, are both The Bill Michael Show. Go see it. But it's just, and even Rashawn Gary's in on it. Because I'm thinking to myself, oh, Rashawn, don't jump, don't jump, don't jump. And, and he was in on it. Uh, but it was, there's a camaraderie there. So, my point being is when you're comfortable with the guys around you and you're not trying to do too much, you're trying to just do your job, it really doesn't matter what you run if everybody's doing their job and doing their job correctly because then you should have success. 
You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm not saying it's Joe Barry being this, you know, oh, my God, we've discovered a new Joe Barry. Um, but I think it's the fact that he's got a little more trust in his guys. The guys have trust in each other. And it's one game. But I keep hearing in my head all throughout the offseason, Brian Gutekunst had used the term aggressive and pressure so many times when talking about the defense. They need to be more aggressive. They need pressure on the quarterback. They need to figure out – because he kept saying, "I got, we've got the talent. We've got the talent. Just have to figure out a way to get more pressure on the quarterback. So I think that's something that also resonated. Resonated whether it's in the coach's walls or inside the walls of that locker room. And they were pretty good with it yesterday. I don't mean to take any credit away from Joe Barry because his unit played great, but I think a lot of his players took a step from last year to this year, like Devontae Wyatt and Quay Mm -hmm. Walker and and Slayton. Everyone talks about Slayton. And Bill, for whatever reason, the Packers look ready to play week one this year. And that hasn't been the case for the last four years. I don't know what's different. I mean, Aaron Rodgers left. I'm not saying that Rodgers was the reason they didn't show up ready to play the last few years, but this team showed up ready from the jump on Sunday, and that hasn't been the case for years and years and years, in week one at least. I will say this. The guy that we were worried about was Darnell Savage, and he had 10 tackles. He had a tackle for loss yesterday. He, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say pass defended, but he had a couple of plays where the ball didn't get thrown really well in his direction. And he, I, you talk about having a pretty decent game. The guy that we were probably the most concerned with as far as being the anchor of the safeties after the season that he had last year, finding his way a little bit into the doghouse and such, the guy played really well. You talk about kind of a comeback. And that hit that he had, and I can't even remember who the – I don't know if it was, I don't know who it was, the ball carrier at the time. But he had a hit, and people went, oh, my goodness, like, like they'd never seen it before. And I said, go back to his rookie season. He was a – I loved Darnell Savage because he was a hitter. He was living up to the Savage name. He was a guy that loved to hit, and – we saw a little bit of that again yesterday. So, uh, yesterday, Darnell Savage led the team in tackles, by the way. Ten combined tackles, five solos, and five assists. Rasul Douglas with uh, six solos and a couple of assists as well. Then you had Keyshawn Nixon. Uh, Devondre Campbell was in there yesterday. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon also had a big one uh, tackle for a loss yesterday. But Devontae Wyatt, like you had mentioned, he had one and a half sacks yesterday. You had Kenny Clark getting in on one as well when they collapsed the pocket. You had Brooks with a sack yesterday and a nine-yard loss. Uh, so you had you had quite a few. You had uh, Jair Alexander getting after it in the secondary. Uh, not only did they not throw to him consistently, but when they did, uh, he was he was pretty aggressive, and I like that. And he's still a trash talker. He's still giving it to people. So I like that as well. And, and Angabari had a pass defended yesterday. He was credited with one. So I thought it was a but, – but again, did the Packers make the Bears look that bad? Or are the Bears just that bad of a team with no identity, no concept, no no real cohesiveness? Uh, but I keep going back to the conversation that Mike and I had in the press box prior to the game where they said, you know, the un- most undercovered story in Chicago all preseason was the fact that Justin Fields didn't have a good preseason. He, 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 he's not a Mensa meeting member, and all he can do is basically run the football. And nobody was covering that because he's, as this person told us, the there's the media is interested in hyping up the team and creating this good feeling right now. 
and trying to give Justin Fields all because they really like him. Justin Fields is a really good guy. They like him. They want him to succeed. They really like him because he's a nice guy. But it's just he's not. He's more athlete than he is quarterback. It was a lot of bubble screens and little quick yep. hitters to the outside. And when the Packers got up, Bill, and they started playing with confidence, I, I felt like the Bears just played right into the Packers' hands because the Packers could just fly up and hit guys. And it right. was all these screens that were getting blown up and little quick hitters that were going nowhere. I, I just felt like there was no deep threat. There was no threat that the Bears were going down the field. And that just killed exactly. them. Nope, I would agree. 100%. Don't forget... Uh, we have got uh, Mike Clemens coming up here in about uh, five to seven minutes. We're going to be—he's uh, going to join us, and we're going to talk a little bit more all the way through the rest of the hour about this Packers win over the Chicago Bears, and we hear a lot of sound from inside the locker room. Um, the uh, let's see here, winning gambler Bears in for a long year. It looks like I would agree. The Bears may be one of the the, the worst five teams in football this year. I don't know about the worst, but one of the worst five teams in football. No doubt. Well, one thing I wanted to mention, Bill, and I know we got to get to Mike, but I, I was listening to a little bit of the score last night just because I, I had to. Yeah. I was tempted. See, by the time we got the score on, they already <laughs> had the, the Sunday night game on, so we didn't get a chance to hear all that reaction. We heard a little bit on ESPN 1000, but that was it. Well, first of all, I was disappointed because I, I wanted them to be angry. I wanted to be entertained, and they were sitting around talking about scheme and really got a block. It's like, hey, you got you should be having a meltdown. You you should be embarrassed. You should be mad. So I didn't I didn't get all the energy I was hoping for. But they were talking about Bill how Ryan Pohl spent money on T.J. Edwards, right, and Tremaine Edmonds and all these linebackers. And they're like, these linebackers don't make a damn bit of difference if your defensive line can't pressure the quarterback and your mm-hmm. back end can't cover. So now you're just stuck with these linebackers you spent all this this money on, and they don't do anything for you because your front right. end and back end stink. And their their defense really the time to shine was probably about four years ago. And that was the time for four or five years ago. That was the time for them to shine. And since then, it's been a kind of a piecemeal. And then they got rid of Roquan Smith because his contract was going to be big, and they didn't want that. And they're going to rebuild. And but they they you know they have just tried to piecemeal this thing together, and it's really it's it's to me it all started. And this just goes to show you when you have a bad general manager, when they grab Mitch Trubisky, and at the time their defense was ascending, and they they put this young guy that they had no business drafting in this situation, and they hung on to him like grim death because he was just going to succeed. And it was a dismal failure. It was awful. And it just goes to show you that when you have, uh, one, a dumb general manager, and two, a dumb general manager who will then hang on to dumb mistakes, it, it's, it, it will take down a franchise for, uh, it could be a decade or more. Who knows? It's just, man, it's, it's awful. Um Jason, no update uh, on Quay Walker today. Uh, probably not going to find out more about him maybe until um, probably Wednesday. You may get a little bit, but nah, not much. Uh, Tidbit says, don't forget, it's not a real stadium. Oh, the t- place is terrible. The place is terrible. It- it's absolutely awful. It was funny. I'm standing in line, and I, I hate to-, to knock because it's so easy. Uh, and it's-, it's these first world problems. But yesterday, they ran out of food for the media. Okay, now we get there three and a half, four and a half hours before the game, and you kind of come expecting to eat, you know. So you can get something to drink, get something to eat. They ran out of food. I mean, and they said, we'll be up in 10 minutes. We'll have more food in 10 minutes. And it was like an hour, maybe more. And about, a, I don't know, 20 minutes before kickoff, they came up, and then they had salmon and some chicken and stuff. But 
by then everybody had kind of given up. All they kept feeding everybody was fruit. And everybody just went back to their seats. And the press box is so disorganized anyway. It's just, it's, it's, it's so terrible. And uh, I just looked over at Mike Clemens, and I, one of the PR staff uh, from the Bears heard me say it. And I said, well, maybe the new stadium will be better. Uh, because I know the, the, the talk came out yesterday that there's more negotiations between the city and the Bears about actually staying in Chicago, which I, if the Bears do that, they're stupid. They don't own any of that land around that place. They're not getting anything really from it. They can't develop the land around Soldier Field. It's in the middle of a park and next to a marina. It's just, it's just it's 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 old. It's antiquated. It's the the updated version sucks. It's just a two of the worst stadiums I go to are in Chicago, and that's Wrigley, which is short of being a spectator and sitting in the seats and watching the game. Everything else is just a toilet, and and in Soldier Field, which is just awful. And even the, the reconfiguration was just a, a travesty to that, that place. But anyway, let's do this. Uh, we got Mike Clements going to be joining us coming up next. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show right around the corner. This portion of the program, though, brought to you by our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's DOA NES. Dwayne's cover it all. Call him 715 870 2119. The cover is on my boat. He, he fixed the snap on it, which was awesome. And uh, now it's down. He just told me that, you know, you know come in the offseason, we got to put a new one on there because I haven't had a new cover made. He's kind of patched, worked it together, and it's worked great. But he's like, yeah, you really need a new cover. So maybe I'm going to do that in the offseason. But he does great work, great work. Uh, boat covers, upholstery, awnings. And they had a little tear in the uh, seat of the the RV that uh, they fixed last week. And you it, in the leather, you have no idea where that tear is. It's um, amazing, amazing how he got that fixed. Boat covers, upholstery, awnings, you name it, they can do it. That's Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-A-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That's Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9-30-2023. hurts you know this is a division opponent um all the guys in there are, are you know sick to their stomachs and you know all the coaches everybody and it's not, not something that you like 
uh, but we also know it's the first game and we got to get better. Once this gets over, we got to get to tomorrow and we got to start moving our eyes forward and uh, move to the Tampa Bay. Everybody now. Welcome in. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Ah, uh, yes, they do. Bears just can't figure it out. Matt Eberflus today saying his team played with great effort. Great effort. Just the execution didn't add up. I don't I don't think so, but nevertheless. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, just a mile from Lambeau Field, and it's perfect for the family stay. If you're looking for one of those drive-up uh, good old motels, the BayMotelGreenBay.com. Go to BayMotelGreenBay.com and the Bay Family Restaurant, homestyle cooking seven days a week. Call them 920-494-3441. Mike Clemens joining us now on the hotline. And, Michael, uh, good win yesterday uh, for the Packers, uh, to say the very least. And uh, the fact that Matt Eberflus uh, is trying to spin any kind of positives on this for a team that didn't have an identity, they didn't look like they were even prepared to play this game. I I don't know how you can put a positive spin on that if you're a Bears fan. Right. And my take from this game is I picked the Packers to win. There's a lot of uh, reporters that cover the Packers that, that, that picked the Bears to win. They just thought finally there would be some home field advantage. And then when Christian Watson went down, and you didn't know what kind of shape Romeo Dobbs was going to be in and all those other things, and some of the veterans, the free agents that the Bears did add, both on defense uh, and offense, uh, you know, the consensus, well, but Las Vegas had them two-and-a-half-point favorites to win the game. You think it's finally they were going to win a game, that Aaron Rodgers is gone, and who knows that Jordan Love, who, you know, looks so-so in the preseason, was going to fumble this thing away, and they couldn't have been more wrong. And I, what I just I couldn't get over, Bill, is that game more on is that the Bears have no answers for themselves. I don't think they could win against air right now. They've lost 11 games in a row dating back to last season. They went 3-14 and 14 last year, which is why they got you know the, at the top of the draft. So Eberflus, I want you to listen to some of these comments that we've got over on the Bears side last night after the game. And I'm I'm pretty sh- I've been doing this a while. When a coach says something at the podium, it's probably what he just told his team in the locker room because you hear that thing kind of rever- reverberate throughout the organization. This is what the coach probably had to say to the team. He was asked, "Did it take a while for the Bears to get their confidence back? Uh will it take you a while to get your confidence back?" Uh, after a 38 to 20 loss at home again to the Packers. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, to play this game, you have to have passion and you have to have emotion. So yeah, yeah, this hurts. You know, it's a, it's an emotional thing, and you got to have passion to do it the right way. And uh, we'll take away the good things we did um, out there today, and we'll correct the ones we, we need to improve on. There's a lot of improving that needs to happen, and their quarterback has to play better. Mike, I guess, might be the best way to put it. Yeah. And Justin Field, man, well, he probably knows the record. Maybe he doesn't. The, the Bears have lost 13 of the last 14 games at Soldier Field to the Green Bay Packers. And so the young quarterback for the Bears, Field, was asked, are his teammates, how disappointed are they in this loss to the Packers? I mean, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. You know, rivalry week one, uh, going against the Packers, I mean, it sucks. You know, uh, you know I mean, nobody's in good spirits, but um, – you know, I mean, this one, this, this one hurts. Um, so uh, it, it definitely sucks. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you have to look at the bigger picture. Um, it's week one. Uh, we have 16 games to go in the regular season. So, um, you know, we have a 
a lot of room to improve, a lot of room to grow, and um, I think that's what we're going to do. Uh, as long as we uh, keep that positive attitude, you know, keep um, just our mentality, just keep going, keep pushing for greatness each and every day, we'll be fine. So, uh, but it, I mean, definitely hurts. Um, not only because you know it's the first game of the season and it's a loss, but it's a loss to you know them. So, um, just want to say you know sorry to you know, the teammates, you know all the fans that were rooting for us, and um, yeah, but you know, we'll we'll bounce back. We'll be good. You know, it's uh, Mike. You and I felt it yesterday before the game in that city. Even on Saturday night, there was this palpability of energy that. Finally, the black cloud is lifted, and the the, the Bears are going to be able to beat the Packers. And uh, this, to me, uh, was this is this was a hard loss to swallow for the Bears and their fans. Right, and and you know the storyline for the Bears last year is okay. They had some injuries. They had to replace some guys in offensive line. They didn't have a very good offensive line. They're trying to clean up, you know, Ryan Pace, the last regime of the Bears, and get guys off the books and put together a new team but now this is the second year with our head coach and with our offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator we brought some guys in we think we had a good great off season we saw some things we're excited about in the preseason you talk to some of the longtime veteran chicago bears reporters and you're like you know we were there every day at training camp and you see these practices and you'd ask them about it, and they say oh it's just practice it's going to be mm-hmm. okay and then the two weeks leading up to this game all kinds of hype in Chicago. Chicago needs something to smile about, man. And they thought, all right, this is where we, it's a fresh, clean slate. We get the Packers at home without Aaron Rodgers, and this is where we move ahead. And Cole Komet, who grew up in Chicago, it can be such a talent and face of the franchise for the Bears. He talked about how much of a loss this turned out to be for them. Game, just because of the, you know, Bears-Packers and um... – so it's a big game for us, but um, at the end of the day, it's it's one of seventeen. And um, look, it hurts. We didn't expect this to happen, but um, got to be able to regroup here. And Tampa will be here before you know it. Mike, uh, you and I were talking. I told the story that you and I had a conversation with a, a prominent person down in Chicago that covers the team that said, you know, one of the most undercovered stories of this this preseason was the fact that really their their quarterback didn't really play very well, but nobody wanted to talk about it because they were so focused on the hype for that team. You know, tremendous athlete, uh, Justin Fields rushed for over 1,000 yards. They're still not sure he knows what to do with the football. I mean, you bring in D.J. Moore and you get him. Uh, is this the game plan? Is this the – and when you start looking at the game a second time – you see Fields looking around and not quite sure where he's going to go with the football. Another thing that is killing the team, too, is the Bears, was the penalties. They had 90 yards in penalties. And Demarcus Walker, their defensive lineman, he didn't hold back. He, he was asked, you know, what hurt the Bears the most in this loss to the Packers? Details. Details. I think that's what beat us today is the details. Field position, penalties, killed us. You know, very short and succinct, uh, no doubt. Uh, you know, and I was kind of surprised that, you know, that Justin Fields. I was really looking for him to be some kind of a quarterback, stand in the pocket, deliver the ball, do a lot of things that Just- Jordan Love was doing. But Justin Fields just didn't. He was taken off and running again. And he ended up being the the leading rusher for the Chicago Bears again. And that's not the model that you want. And so I went to Rasul Douglas. This guy tells it straight. And I asked him, "Were you surprised?" that Justin Fields is still running out of the pocket as much as he did last year in this game? Not really. Not really because 
he can run like really well. So if things is not looking how it's supposed to look or the look that he expected to get, I think for sure if he can get it five, four yards on the ground running, like he'll do it every chance. You get what I'm saying? So we didn't we didn't know what to expect, but we knew like eventually he will leave the pocket and try to make it make it happen. And that's the player he is, you know, put it on him. This was a big game in a lot of different areas, and I, I thought that you know there was pressure on Jordan uh, on Jordan Love coming into the game because of the whole I own you thing to try to keep up that tradition and get that win and his first start and all that. But I thought as I started to look at it, I thought more so there's more pressure on the Bears because of the rivalry because they've been dominated so much. This is this was tough. This was not just a game uh, to start your season. This was a big game in many different facets. It's everything you asked for. Finally, football's back. Sunny and 75 degrees on the lakeshore there at uh, at Soldier Field. The, the tailgating was there early and all over the place. And then you get in, the game gets going, and there's trash talking. There's dudes pushing each other. There's penalty flags for unsportsmanlike conduct. And so I asked Rasul Douglas, so was this a Bears-Packers rivalry game or just another game in the NFL? Bears-Packers, for sure. They say it's the biggest rivalry in sports. There you go. Easy enough. Succinct. Let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We're talking with Mike Clemens, who's joining us on the hotline. We're going to go the rest of the way with Mike as we continue to break down the Packers' win over the Bears 38-20 to yesterday down at Soldier Field. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends Mikey Whitcomb and the gang at Exit Realty. Call him 414-243-1976, 414-243-1976. He's the guy that got me into my house, helped me out, did a lot of work on my behalf, and was fantastic through the entire process. Get a hold of my buddy Mikey if you're in Milwaukee County, Ozaki County, Waukesha County, Jefferson County, whatever it happens to be, 414-243-1976, 414-243-1976. He can help you too. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Buckle up. It's all systems go at Pottawatomie. Plug in to high wattage play and you could win an all-electric BMW i7. Play now through September with your club card. Prize drawings on Thursdays. There's a shocking $800,000 in total prizes on the line, including the luxury BMW i7. It's time to electrify your drive. Only at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel. More info at paysbig.com slash BMW. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Aaron Jones remains out of the game. Fumble, but love. It bounced right to him. Now back, now throwing. He's got a man wide open. Musgrave catches it. Falls down. There it is. Noodle Love Train was coming. Welcome back. Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Buzzard Billy's. If you're heading out there for Oktoberfest to lacrosse, it's right on Pearl Street. Great place. Starlight Lounge for the cocktails upstairs. Awesome, awesome atmosphere. Both places. You cannot go wrong. Buzzard Billy's, Starlight Lounge, Pearl Street in lacrosse, Wisconsin. Joining us on the hotline, our guy, Mike Clemens, here breaking it down as always and from what uh, he heard and or saw in locker rooms and such after the fact and uh, the things that we discussed on the way home, Mike, uh, you know, Matt LaFleur, I mean, it was uh, it was a solid win on many fronts. There's enough mistakes or things that they need to work on that they can look at. 
But, you know, he talks, uh, Matt LaFleur, pretty highly about uh, when you you look at what Jordan Love did and the way he kind of had poise in the pocket. There's something to be said for confidence and poise, and I thought Jordan Love had it. Well, you know, we've been told that Jordan is calm, cool, collected for three years, and yesterday now he finally had a chance to prove it on that play. By the way, it was the running backs coach, Ben Sermons, when they were in that situation and he saw what was going on the field and had been in all the offensive meetings, he went to Matt LaFleur and said, Coach, if we get a first down here, let's try the leak. The leak. He reminded him of a play that was on the menu, and LaFleur looked at him and said, oh, okay, yeah, I knew. And that meant they are going to take Luke Musgrave and he's going to do a late release, and they'll get the direction going on one side and you know, motion with uh, Jordan Love, and that's one of the reasons that Musgrave was so wide open. The other was the fact that, you know, the ball's bouncing in the backfield, and Love is trying to get a whole handle on it and then pick it up and flip it for like 37 yards down there, which set up, you know, the Dobbs' second short touchdown pass. And so LaFleur talked about how Jordan Love recovers from that fumble, hits Musgrave to set up, set up that second touchdown pass to Romeo Dobbs. You have to be resilient, and you can't allow one – play to affect the next play and we always talk about having a one play mindset and I think he's he's a resilient guy I was really proud of his effort his just his composure his competitiveness although I don't want him uh, taking a lot of shots when he's running the football you know the one scramble allowed us to go forward on fourth down all in all I couldn't be more proud of just his performance his poise there's a big time belief in that locker room for Jordan Love and I think the guy's they're going to rally around him. They're excited for him. They love him. They respect him. He comes to work every day. Great attitude, great energy. And I, I think you saw that today. One of the things, Mike, that or one of the biggest supporters, I guess, might be the best way to put it, of Jordan Love has been Aaron Jones. You're exactly right. All along the way. And Aaron Jones, you know, scores two touchdowns yesterday, the one he runs in, and that great uh, pass over the middle that he caught, which, by the way, he told me, uh, you know, it, it's not a it's not a pull. It's not a hamstring pull. It just he said it was a little tweak when he grabbed the back end of his uh, left leg as he went into the end zone yesterday. But um, he talked about getting that touchdown pass for 35 yards, having the trust from Jordan Love. I'm so proud of Jordan. You know, uh, just all the work that he's put in, uh, all the time he spent in football. You know, to us, spending time with us, on us. He could be doing so many other things, but this is where he wants to be, and he wants to be great. And you know, he just gives us, gives us himself time after time after time. So uh, you can't do anything but be happy for a guy when he succeeds like that. Jordan Love, uh, does he feel a lot of that, Mike? Is he feeling a lot of that, uh, you know, kind of support that he uh, at least has been given outwardly? It seemed like it because that's what we could hear through the door before they let us into the visitor's locker room down in Soldier Field. And so he was asked about that uh, from some of the comments that LaFleur said before Jordan got up to the to the podium. You know, do you understand how much support you're getting from your teammates? You definitely can feel it. Um, just being in the locker room with the guys, they're awesome, man. I was actually given a game ball today, um, and those guys were just were going crazy in there. So it's an awesome feeling for me. But, I mean, we got a great team. Uh, I love those guys. Um, uh, yeah, it, it feels great to have everybody behind you for sure. Uh, well, you know, he, like you said, he feels it. And uh, the guys rallying around him are certainly been, they've been outspoken publicly for him. There's no doubt about that. And then you uh, get to the end of the game. Uh, Mike, I was, uh, there's always game balls. And we're probably going to see it at some point on the NFL Network or NFL Films is going to have it. But 
game balls in this in this uh, particular contest. Uh, what was that like after the game? One for uh, one for Jordan Love, and then one for Kenny Clark to represent the defense. There's one guy uh, before we get done here today that I could say suggest maybe earned a game ball as well. I think a lot of fans as they watch this game when they saw some of these explosive gains by Aaron Jones in the second half. They're like, well, where was that? Because well, they, they got him the ball like five times. He was averaging over four yards, nearly five yards a carry with those four carries he had in the first half. A.J. Dillon, not so much. He was, he was averaging less than a yard in his four carries in the first half. So Matt LaFleur was asked, you know, without Christian Watson, and Mike Clemens asked you early last week, are you going to use more of Aaron Jones? <laughs> Why didn't you get the ball to Aaron Jones earlier in the game? I think we had, what, 23 plays at the half. So not a lot of plays. It was hard to get into a rhythm. It's never an excuse, but it's just the facts. And um, you could look and be nitpicky and, and try to get him the ball in certain ways. And certainly we got to do that because you can see the explosiveness that he possesses and what he does when he has the football. He's a dynamic playmaker. There's no doubt about it. It is a long season, and we know that we got to manage him as best we can because he is one of the guys that just tilts the field in your favor when he's out there, whether he's getting the ball or not. The other guy that was a benefactor of a really solid day, uh, for the most part, by Jordan Love, uh, was Romeo Dobbs. And we talked about the connection those two had coming into camp. So we, it's, it clearly became certain they have that connection now as well in the regular season. Do you know why Dobbs and Jordan Love have that connection? Because Aaron Rodgers had those other, all those other guys out there last year, Lazard and everything. And so Dobbs was pushed back to the second team. And he got all those reps with Jordan Love. And mm-hmm. Watson was, you know, injured a lot. So that's part of what built it. They watched it all last year in practice. Dobbs led with five targets. He caught it four times, followed by Luke Musgrave, Aaron Jones with a couple of catches, Jaden Reed. They threw to him five times, number 11, but he's only able to make two catches because those are some bad throws that Jordan Love had, particularly in the first half. But we ta- I talked to Romeo after the game. About, I thought his first touchdown catch was a tremendous play call and the route he ran in the back end of the end zone and then later after the big play to Musgrave they came right back to Dobbs to get to nail it to get another touchdown which was tremendous and I asked him you know about what were those plays um so yeah the first one um there was some sort of zone I had free access and I was able to get across the safety's face with nobody uh, in that zone area. So that was the first one. And the second one, it was just one-on-one. I thought he did really good. You know, it was really balanced today. A lot of poise. Um, and, I mean, Jordan's been like that since I got in last year with him. You know, cause, I mean, at some point, uh, my rep started off with Jordan. So, I mean, I thought he did really good today. And I know he knows just like I do. I thought we all played exceptionally well. I mean, yeah, at some point, you know, we was pretty much – Walking up a staircase, if you would say. Uh, but, I mean, in the end, we was able to get going. Uh, we was able to get Aaron and uh, A.J. Dillon the ball. And, you know, the receivers outside, Jaden made a couple plays. I made a couple plays. Again, it just comes down to just building off of this win. But, I mean, it's week one. Pretty much 16, 17 more of these. And just got to keep building off of it, really. I like the optimism for 17. <laughs> this- yeah. 16, 17 more of these. I like the optimism. That means they're playing. You already in the got them in week one of the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Buy your right. tickets now. Hey, Christian like Watson, I've had a couple of really good one on one conversations with him. He is a really smart kid, and he's really competitive. And watching, just watching him walk around in the perimeter in the locker room, 
grinding his teeth in the sweats, frustrated about this hamstring thing that he's got. And so you know what you got? You've got a great competition between him and Dobbs to be the top dog in that locker room. So mm-hmm. hopefully Christian Watson can figure out a way to be healthier as, as we go on. All right, so then this other story, I imagine that some of our listeners get just kind of tired about hearing this. David Bakhtiari updates. But this is I – got, I, got, I was able to have a conversation on the record with him and uh, uh, Rob Reichel, uh, another Packers reporter, uh, about Dave, and we talked about his goofy tele, uh, touchdown celebration yesterday. We right? laid on the side. He was blowing kisses like – some sort of glamour pose uh, about the rivalry with the Chicago Bears where, you know, they've won 13 out of 14 games at Soldier Field and nine in a row. And and what happened, what he, I said, what do you think? Did you think like when the Bears couldn't convert at midfield and they and the, your defense stops them on fourth down and you guys drive down the field and take advantage and get the momentum and dives with that beautiful touchdown, uh, that post pattern in the back of the end zone, what did you think of that play? For the, the touchdown? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I had a yeet-gasm. You can go ask Steno what that is. Okay. Yeah, he's the one who talks about it, so. Yeah, I'm pumped. I mean, a touchdown's a touchdown. That's, that's why we go play offense, to score touchdowns. And, Dave, is it accurate to say with each series today, things got a little more loose, a little better, a little more rhythm by the time you got to the third quarter? Yeah. I mean, that's it's our first regular season game. I think there's a like, bunch of rust for everybody, and we're going to look at the film, and there's tons of guys. I mean, even me, I had some probably, you know, some, some rust and stuff to knock off, but, I mean, I'll take it. I win. It's exactly what you want. You had a hell of a dance, though, after that first one. I, I had a hell of a time. I mean, like I said, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, know I, I know I'm close to the end of the beginning, so I'm going to cherish every moment I got. I'm going to have fun with these young guys. I also got to be hip. I got to keep my ear to the streets, let them know I, I still got still it popping. Have you, ever, have you ever broken that out, like something like that? I mean... I, don't, I honestly, I don't yeah, even yeah. know what the hell I was thinking. I just did it. It was awesome. I, I, I don't know where it came from. I, I have no idea what it's called. I just, I just did. You weren't having that much fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I phoned these guys. I, I, I said, if my, my mind starts going, my body just can't take it anymore, or if I'm just not having fun, that's when I know I'm like, I still have so much fun, still feel good for the most part, and uh, I still got a ton of energy. So. Is it? Is it- all this practice stuff, much ado about nothing. We're still talking about practice, man. No, I'm. Just, I, 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 mean. I bought an Allen Iverson shirt. I'm gonna have to wear it with <laughs> yeah. you guys because I'm like, golly, can we put it to rest? I mean, like if I go out there and just stink it up, sure. But I mean, like, I've played a lot of football. I don't, okay. You know, I know. I, we just got to make sure I just feel as good as I can come Sunday because that's gonna put me the best, best position. You know, it's funny. No one said boo about it 15 years ago with Cliffy. No. I don't I know mean, why. Did you hear about the big Lamborghini? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I'm, I'm only driving them out on Sunday. Lamborghini 2.0. Take me out on Sundays. I'm cool with it. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go chill all week. <laughs> I'm Thanks. watching this game. I'm seeing verbal. I'm seeing chippy. I'm seeing a couple of flags, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, am I just watching an NFL game, or am I watching the Bears and the Packers? <laughs> I mean, both. You're watching an NFL game against the Bears and Packers. You know, it's just got a little, got a little, little extra, and it's also a football game. I'm gonna be honest. I've had a lot of success. In the stadium against this team, I'm going to take it. And, shoot, at this point, I'm going to have to lose a lot of games against the Bears for it to get some even even at this point because, I've, personally, I've definitely, my numbers against them, the win-loss has been very favorable over the years. Yeah. Congratulations. There you go. That's David Bakhtiari. Uh, and quit worrying about practice. He bought an Allen Iverson jersey. Let's do this. We're going to wrap it up with Mike Clements when we come back. Stay tuned. 
whole lot more of the Bill Michaels Show right around the corner. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. And now they've got the shop open across the street. So if you want to go get some of their sauces and some of the different delicacies that they have inside the restaurant, you can buy it. They have a shop directly across the street on County High Ro- or County Road K in Oconomowoc. Again, boondocksbbqs.com. That's boondocksbbqs.com. Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. More of the Bill Michaels Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. We played a complete game, four quarters. It was far from perfect, and there's a lot of cleanup, but anytime you're plus two winning the ball, you got a great chance to win, and I thought our guys played hard. They played physical, and that's exactly what we've been talking about all, all season. It's just more or less our style of play. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. And that's uh, Matt LaFleur talking about the style of play and trying to be more physical. And uh, yesterday I thought the Packers, uh, they were a faster team. They were a younger team. They had a little bit of a different look. They weren't perfect, but they were good all around. Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline to wrap things up. And Mike, that's kind of the way I look at it. The Packers were just a good all-around team yesterday. There are certain areas where Matt LaFleur, I think, is pretty frank, pretty blunt. Um and and I, I when he says, I'm telling you, I think so far these guys are pretty physical. They're more physical than they were last year. And I don't think he's just selling stuff. Uh, I, I think I'm seeing that in practice. I know I saw it in some of the joint practices. And I'll I'll give them I'll give physicality a B yesterday because you know you got to watch it in terms of your injuries as well or getting a penalty flag for what you do. Hey, guess who uh, guess who stepped it up yesterday? Um, you know, Rashawn Gary was outstanding, right? What he had five pressures and just ten snaps in the game, right? And he was yelling at Jordan Love before Jordan went on in his post game interview with Aaron Andrews, like you know, you know, don't hold back, don't get, get, give it up, give it up, like take mm-hmm. credit, you know, start right. You're the man now. But guess who led the team in tackles? Ten combined tackles. Safety Darnell Savage. Yep. We asked him what was the game plan against that scrambling running quarterback Justin Fields. We knew he was going to try to run around because, you know, he's really good at that. But us in the back end, we were just doing our job. We got to cover for as, as long as we can while he's back there running around, and hopefully those guys get to him up front. And I feel like they did a pretty good job with keeping him in there for the most part. So it's always good to, you know, get those wins in the division, especially, you know, the Bears, because it, it goes way, way back before any of us were even born. So it's like it's always good to get a win against them. And then you've got Matt LaFleur, Mike, who I thought had a really solid game plan. It was creative. There were some things that, uh, you know, maybe not have worked, but it, we, it wasn't same old, same old. Took some chances. Then he had a fourth and three uh, down there in the Bears' tor- ter- territory, and he went for it when he gave the ball to Aaron Jones for that touchdown run. And listen to LaFleur said who gave him, you know, kind of the advice, the nudge to say, go ahead, coach, go for that on fourth and three. Here's LaFleur. You know, the the one scramble allowed us to go for it on fourth down, and I got to give it up for, to to Darnell Savage in that situation because he's the one that kind of said, "We got you, coach," and um, that that I guess made me a little bit more decisive in that situation to go for it. And obviously, it was a big play to Aaron Jones on that on that critical fourth down, and um, yeah, just a big just a big moment in the game. Mike, uh, now we're going to find out. We got to wait till what uh, Wednesday to find out, out about the injuries, right? Yeah, maybe a little floor will say something at three o'clock this afternoon. 
Aaron Jones claimed it wasn't that bad, but let's say he's got a hamstring and is going to have to be careful with it. Jaden Reed uh, came up limping uh, in the second half where he needed assistance to hold his right leg up, which looked like maybe a, an ankle. And yet, I was there in the tunnel after the game as Brian Gutekind, the GM, was there to hug every one of those players and coaches and congratulate them. I think that's a new tradition for the Packers. And I saw Reed kind of fast-trotting into the, into the locker room, so maybe the pain went down or something. So, and also, I believe Quay Walker, the inside linebacker, uh, was being evaluated for concussion and pulled from right. late in the game yesterday as well. So those are the ones we're looking for as they get ready for the Atlanta Falcons on the road uh, in Georgia next week. Mike, uh, people wanted to know how good was your steak because you took pictures of it and posted it. It was fabulous. It was fabulous. And the best part was the company and all the jokes that we can't tell on the air. <laughs> good stuff. Mike, we'll talk to you later this week, pal. Appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. There you go. That's our buddy Mike Clemens joining us for a couple of minutes and breaking it all down, shall we say, as uh, we get out of today, tonight, got Brewers baseball, and in addition to that, you got Monday Night Football. And I'm sure uh, maybe tonight I'll even do a little tweeting or something like that. Maybe we'll we'll do something as uh, just kind of sit back, relax a little bit later on this evening. I am heading down to Kenosha, Cortez's in Kenosha. It's our final cigar dinner of the uh, of the year. I'll be I'm probably home, I guess, between 8 and 9. Time enough to catch the second half of the uh, the NFL Monday night game, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and then uh, we got uh, we we'll back at it again tomorrow, breaking down Brewers and Marlins and such. Brewers back down at uh, American Family Field, and uh, here for the next couple of days, getting you ready for the rest of the week. Packers, uh, they film study today. Matt Lafleur speaks this afternoon. Off tomorrow, and then Wednesday, getting ready for Atlanta. So good stuff today. Great way to get our week started off. In the right facet. Thanks to everybody for uh, taking a listen to us all throughout the great state and on the app. Also, thanks for watching us uh, over on YouTube and Facebook and all that kind of good stuff as well. Until tomorrow, 20 hours from now, it's time for us to get out of here. Have a good one. See you.